0: This is the John Oakley Show Podcast. Here we go, Hour 3. It is a great day for talk radio. It's one of those days where there's just a whole lot to address. And, uh, you know, it's... Something that we'll have to revisit this new report from the Ontario Human Rights Commission when it comes to uh, the perception that the Toronto Police Service is racially motivated, biased and uh, acts in a discriminatory fashion based on data that they retrieved from encounters the police have had with black the black community here in Toronto, uh, as well as the SIU when it comes to Encounters of a nature that involve use of force by the police, Uh, those are documented, as with uh, sexual assault cases, too. So we'll get around to that because uh, to a lot of minds, mine included, this is just sort of a partial analysis that leaves out one of the bigger uh, pieces of information that might be necessary to informing uh, a full picture, and that is crime stats. It's just based on encounters with the police. And so what does that really tell us? Not much of anything. If, in fact, the police are called an inordinate number of times to certain communities, well, then it just stands to reason you're going to have more encounters. But we don't know that because we're not told about the crime stats. But I'll get around to that issue here. Uh, It's the Ontario Human Rights Commission who believes somehow that this is a big human rights issue. And I just don't think they've been as thorough as they need to be in their methodology. There's another right story, though, I wanted to follow up on this one. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that uh, last year, in the run-up to the summertime and students uh, applying, or at least these were uh, companies that might apply for grants that would be uh, student grants to hire students, part-time summer employment, they needed to tick a box because these uh, applications would also involve some government subsidies. And which the government typically does to uh, help students enter the workforce, and, well, they get a leg up. However, it was required that you tick a box, if you were one of these potential employers, an attestation box that says you would respect uh, reproductive rights. And respect becomes an interesting term because it really was extrapolated to mean— a woman's right to access safe and legal abortions. Now, not all people were really on side with this because in fact, as matters of conscience, they may not believe that to be a right that ought to be conferred. So having explained it by way of uh, all of this, we know that a lot of people actually did not give students summer jobs because they didn't want to play along with the government's attestation. That now has since been reversed, uh, and it's on a Charter of Freedoms uh, right, I believe. John Carpe is the one who was spearheading uh, something on behalf of a couple who wanted to employ a summer student, and they opted out. Uh, Well, they were told to opt out because they didn't satisfy the criteria. He's the president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms and joins us on the line from Calgary. John, good to have you back in The Oakley Show. Hi there.
1: Hey, glad to be with you and your listeners.
0: So you represented on a couple who uh, wanted to employ a summer student, but uh, it turns out that they just would not satisfy the criterion that was necessary, this attestation of reproductive rights. Is that about right?
1: Yes, that's right. Um, Bill and uh, Raylin Anderson run an irrigation business in southern Alberta, and they wanted to hire a summer student. And, but they had to tick off a box saying basically that they agreed with Justin Trudeau's perspective on abortion, which they don't. And so they didn't tick off the box. And they were told, uh, like so many other uh, businesses and nonprofits, uh, they were told you're not eligible for this program. You have to tell us that you agree that you believe that abortion should be a legal right. You have to agree with with Justin Trudeau's Opinion on that, and if you don't agree with Justin Trudeau's opinion, then you're not eligible to access the federal government program. That was the attestation in uh, 2018.
0: So you took up the case and cause, and uh, I I know the outcome was a positive one. Maybe you can just walk us through how this all played out.
1: Well, three days ago, this past Friday, the government, the federal government, announced a uh, they were no longer going to require an attestation that asks. Canadians to state what their views are on on abortion or abortion being legal so that was very positive uh, because it's just creepy if the government is asking you to express a certain opinion uh, even if you agree with with that opinion it's still uh, not something you have in a free society that the government's demanding citizens to speak out certain beliefs or values or, or ideas, so they they've dropped that. And what they've done instead is um, they're still targeting pro-life groups. That has <laughs> that has not changed from last year.
0: How how are they doing uh, right. that, by the way?
1: Well, this time, see, here's the difference. Last last year, the the attestation impacted pro-life groups, but it also impacted. Hundreds, if not thousands, of other businesses and nonprofits, you know, summer camps for kids run by churches, uh, you know, soup kitchens, homeless shelters, uh, charities working with with the down and out. So many people got impacted last year. This year, uh, they've changed it so that you still have the attestation this year is more narrow. Um, There's no money going to projects or job activities that, and I quote, actively work to undermine or restrict a woman's access to sexual and reproductive health services end of quotation so if you're a group uh that is in the opinion of the federal government you're actively working to undermine a woman's access to reproductive health then you're not eligible for funding
0: yeah i guess they've sort of massaged it to say if that's your core thrust of your business then you're not qualified for the funding, but otherwise, if you have a certain belief system, uh, as long as you don't bring it into the place of business and promote that, you're okay to receive funding? Would that be about right?
1: Yeah, it, it's more like this. In 2019, if if you're pro-life, uh, if you're like a church, for example, uh, but if, if you're running a summer camp for kids, that's not really uh, pro-life or anti-abortion activity as such. Uh, then, Or if you're uh, you know, pro-life but you run a small business, you don't have to attest that you agree with abortion. As long as your business is not involved in pro-life work, then uh, you can apply for Canada Summer Jobs funding. So what they've moved into uh, is not this big charter violation that, that they had last year that, that affected thousands of people.
0: Well, this is it because i mean you're again the president of the justice center for constitutional freedoms and this was cited as the reason that this was compelled speech against such constitutional freedoms correct
1: yeah that that was our issue with it like for for the government to demand on threat of penalty or threat of withholding benefits for the government to demand that you speak out something that the government wants you to say that is as much a violation of your free expression rights As the government saying that that you're not allowed to say what your beliefs and opinions are, they're both violations, prohibited speech or compelled speech, Uh, they're two sides of the same coin.
0: All right, and this is uh, again—it's all there in the charter, charter two, uh, I guess, paragraph A and two B, uh, freedoms of conscience and expression. So, do you feel now this has been clarified to your satisfaction, or is it kind of mealy-mouth the way they've uh, rephrased it or repositioned this? Will there still be somewhat of an attestation required? Uh, are we free and clear now? Uh, you know that employers can you know hire uh, according to their conscience—that kind of thing. Well, it's a, big,
1: it's a big victory for charter freedoms. I think the court action, you know, you, you can't measure exactly to what extent are they changing it because of the court action or because for political reasons they know they've offended a lot of people or perhaps both. So it's a big victory to have the government back down and not have this compelled speech attestation. The thing that's still uh, a problem, though, is the government is picking and choosing ideological favourites. And if this stays in place, you know, a future government could say, well, you're advocating, uh, you're, you're anti-Israel, uh, and we don't like that, so we're going to cut off your money. Or, you're anti-oil industry, so we're going to cut off your money. Um, it's not good for the federal government to be uh, playing ideological favorites in this fashion. So it's, there's still room for improvement, definitely.
0: Well, John, if they're promoting ideology, that's got to be derived from, well, something, maybe arrogance or a sense of being politically impervious to any kind of blowback, or it's just not going to be significant. What do you think uh, allows them, gives them kind of social license to uh, put up these bridges that are a little too far?
1: It could be that they just see their own opinions as being absolute truth with a capital T, and that they, they think that they are so right about their um, their opinion that that they can't even acknowledge that there are intelligent people of good faith with good motives that have a differing view that's that's my that's my best guess as to why they're thinking this way, but it's going to blow up in their face if uh, if this is accepted that the federal government can pick and choose its favorites based on the political beliefs of the prime minister then uh, if you have a change in government, you're going to see uh, you know, maybe anti-Israel groups or uh, extreme Muslim groups or groups that are working against the oil industry, uh, they're going to get their funding cut off. And I would ask the question, is that what we want? Is every time there's a change in government, we're going to start funding and defunding groups based on the opinion of the Prime Minister? I don't think that's a good approach.
0: Well, I've got to say we followed this from the inception and uh, interesting that now there's been somewhat of a resolution and you feel uh, good about that as do uh, the people that you represented. But because you are one of these sentries on the watchtower and what they say about eternal vigilance being the price we pay for our freedoms, these are constitutional freedoms and uh, we need to make sure that they're upheld. I really appreciate your time as always and uh, keep up the good work.
1: Thanks very much for having me on your show.
0: You got it. John Carpe, again, president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. He got the federal government to back off on this compelled speech with the Canada Summer Job Attestation. (laughs) It was wonky that the uh, Trudeau liberals thought that this would fly, and uh, maybe they almost got it past us, but, you know, there were some right minded folk who flagged this for being uh, highly inappropriate. Again, compelled speech.